to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hi, everybody. This is Denise Heidel. I am the host of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, and I have a huge group with me today. In fact, this is going to be the biggest uh, podcast recording to date. I am joined by Greg Keener with the Shallowford Foundation, Mike McGilvery with Marzano Capital Group, with Morgan Reitzel with Leonard Reidenberg, and with Brad Hunter with Hunter Realty and Property Management. So, um, before we get started on today, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. Make sure you're sharing on social media. And today we're going to be talking about the Mason Hunter Scholarship Program. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So we're going to go ahead and dive in, and we're going to talk about what this program means to the community, how it got started, and um, a little bit about the current recipient and what what is next and how to get involved with the with the program. So let's go ahead and start with some introductions. Um, Brad, let's start with you. Since the Mason Hunter Scholarship is named after your son, um, tell us a little bit about your relationship to the program and give us an introduction. Um, thank you for having us today. Yeah, no, a great group of people here, and uh, it's always good to be with community leaders first thing in the morning drinking coffee. So. Uh, Thank you all for doing that and your yes, contribution sir. to Mason Scholarship. So um, Mason, real quick, uh, you know, 17-year-old West Forsyth student, um, rising junior, um, had just turned 17. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, a group of kids here in Clemens had gotten together to shoot basketball. Um, a 15-year-old walks up to Mason and a couple other kids and said, hey, try this. Um, they did. Five of them tried it. And uh, unfortunately, Mason asphyxiated that night um, in his bed um, from that. The other kids um, made it through okay. A lot of questioning, a lot of drama, a lot of community uh, was there for supporting me and Shauna and Abby and Michael um, during that time. Uh, Shortly after that, um, John Golden had gotten involved pretty heavily um, in where Shauna and I were. Go ahead. And, And John Golden is. John Golden is a former president um, of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce, um, I guess, what, four years ago? Yeah, be coming up on four years. Yep. So, um, you know, had reached out at some point within that calendar year, um, I want to say maybe midsummer, um, about doing a scholarship um, from the chamber in honor of Mason. Um, then he and I kind of got with um, Sandy Scanelli and those folks at the uh, foundation and um, started that conversation. It's a mouthful. And then with the Shallowford Foundation, Greg, you you're instrumental in making sure that that program stays strong and vibrant every year. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. With that, with the support of the community and establishing the scholarship, you know, we're able to sort of provide the 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 back end logistics. So we work with the high school to 
uh, try and get applicants. We facilitate an interview process um, with a community group uh, that uh, uh, reads the applications, interviews the applicants, and, and selects the uh, the best fit, the student that's the, the, the most qualified based on the criteria. And then we uh, get that award taken care of and uh, work with the college uh, to, to get it on their account and all that kind of back end check in the mail stuff. And uh, it's our it's our privilege to be able to do that. This scholarship is the result of unbelievable community outs, uh, outpouring. And uh, we love that we get to play that role. And we're going to dive into that a whole lot more in just a little bit. But first, let's also meet Mike. Uh, Mike is the VP of Leadership Development with the Chamber of Commerce, but is also instrumental. So, Mike. Yeah, well, hey, guys, Mike McGilvery. And you know, again, thank you for, for having us here this morning. Um, yeah, so I'm a financial advisor and partner with Marzano Capital Group here in town. Um, my managing partner, John Marzano, happens to be very good friends with Brad Hunter. Uh, Brad Hunter is the one that I attribute me being on the board um, here at the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce and ultimately coaching me up to be president during 2020 and um, has really opened a lot of doors for me. So I was that was my first year on the board with John Golden. And when, you know, John and I, we were on that... Uh, what do, you, what do you call it? Go, um, where we were going to recruit new members out in the community. Ambassador's program. Well, no, but we were doing a scheduled, like, not door knocking. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And so during John's presidency, that's I think that's one of the last times we did that, where we actually went out in the community. Well, anyway, I got to ride with John. And, you know, he and I really connected over that. And I felt very moved. You know, obviously, Brad being a great mentor to me, I felt very moved to get involved with that program. And the other part about that program I like a lot is the being on the interview committee. I know we'll touch on that. Oh, later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have Morgan Reinsel, who has been a mentor to this year's recipient. So Morgan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. So I have enjoyed being a part of the scholarship committee. I was able to do some of the interviews in the, um, in the schools for the students and read through the applications and be able to help through that process and then um, was lucky enough to be asked to be a, men- a mentor for the Mason Hunter uh, Scholarship recipient. And so um, it's been really great to um, be involved with helping her, just like talking to her through this like new process and new experience of being in college. And um, I also received scholarships through college, but never actually had um a set mentor, but had people from my community that like supported me for going to school too. So I know how important that is and just I'm glad that I'm able to give that back. So the the Mason Hunter Scholarship, it it is a, it's a vocational scholarship, correct? Yeah. um, You know, and it really stems back to, you know, Mason and his future admiration. Mason was a phenomenal cook at 16, 17 years old. So um, and Mason, believe it or not, with the tragedy as it is, you know, had an eye for law enforcement. So, you know, I think that if it had all played out, it would have probably been in the culinary piece of it or um, the local law enforcement aspect of it. So, I mean, you know, it's like I tell people, you know, the kid didn't want to die. I mean, that's just all there's to it. He still had goals and aspirations. Um, he was very engaged. All these kids were in my house that night, along with Abby's friends. So, I mean, it was just uh, gut-wrenching and it was gut-wrenching for all those kids that were at my house that night sleeping over and spending the night. So, and it really, you know, 
a couple of the boys knew something wasn't right. Um, and that's where kind of Shauna um, spun off the speak up, speak out and wish those boys would have said something to us that something was not right with Mason um, and, uh, you know, been able to assist in that process. So, you know, with Shauna's speak up, speak out piece with Mason's vocational piece, um, my background, um, I had an industrial high school teacher, Rick Cole over East, um, you know, pretty much sent 15 guys to Appalachian State University for um, industrial arts, um, industrial engineering. Um, and, you know, Rick was one of my mentors growing up. And that's where that whole vocational piece kind of all tied together, along with John Golden's commitment to vocational education um, and where his thought and his background derive from as well. So who are the types of students you're looking for to apply for for this kind of scholarship? You know, I, I think that that phrase vocational has been used a lot over the years and it's probably evolved a little bit. You know, I think it's it's really any student that is looking for um, uh, a, a sort of hands on career. Um, and they're, you know, I think traditionally we thought that could mean community college and welding or or HVAC or things like that. And that's great. And that still could be that. It could also be a, a four-year degree in physical therapy, um, you know, another place where there are jobs. You know, I think any student that has the ambition, has a, a vision of what they want to do, and if it falls into that vocational uh, category, we want to get to know them and, and see if they're the best fit we're looking for. Uh, those who are, again, that motivation, but also of good character, um, grades that reflect it, and just a, an idea of what they want to do, I think, is 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 maybe that that factor. As you all have talked to the applicants, what do you what what have you seen? Well, you know, I, the, you know, I think the biggest thing is the just over the last four years how that scholarship component has changed in the recipient of that scholarship. You know, with the community colleges offering what they're offering today to right. the students for the two year. And I would say that we were going into that, looking for that two year um, college student um, in the vocational trade. But, you know, North Carolina opened up for kids to have more benefits within the community college system, which we at that time, there were some rumblings of that occurring. So um, and during the process, too, and, and kudos to you and Sandy. Um, you know, we ended up having, you know, a relationship with Brad Royal up at um, Reagan. So we were able to open up that component of it, not, you know, with uh, Spain Hour at West and those folks at North Davidson. So um, it opened up. A lot has changed in four years within that scholarship. But I, I want to backtrack to the one thing that I don't want to leave out of this was the community involvement engagement. And I would like for you to, to just talk about how hard it is to endow a scholarship in such a short period of time. Oh, yeah. So it, it's unreal. Uh, the, the speed it all happened, you know, uh, the real goal with a scholarship fund like this is to have enough given by community members, by philanthropic folks that um, there's enough to invest. And then it's kind of what spins off of that um, is what we give out each year. So it's really in perpetuity. So you can do the math in your head if you're talking about a you know, $2,500 scholarship every year, that's a, that's a pretty large amount of money to be endowed and getting returns. And the fact that this community came together with, uh, from, from what I've heard, everything from large gifts, people writing checks to uh, penny campaigns, Chick-fil-A, right. everything yep. in between, it was just, uh, it all came together and now it's, it's going to keep happening, you know, and uh, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, that community outreach piece and, you know, the Penny campaign and uh, Zach Cotter and the things that we did at Chick-fil-A, um, 
you know, the uh, fundraisers that we did right. uh, during that time. And uh, some of our local restaurants participated as well with the give back campaign. Uh, John Golden did an art exhibit um, um, and raffled off a tremendous amount of artwork to raise money there. And then we can't leave out the Shore family. Right. Know, because if we had met a certain point, the Shore family at that point was going to uh, make a significant donation or match that donation. So um, and all that came through. You know, obviously the foundation, and I mm-hmm. guess um, was that Sandy and John's relationship with the Shore family. I guess probably so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not to get like into too much detail, but yeah, I mean, I think that they all three worked very well together, and you know, they tossed out a lot of ideas, and I think they felt very called to go ahead and make those matching dollars. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't remember the timeline, but it was done within a year. It, it had to be done. Yeah. It had to be done within that calendar year right. to be able to get that matching donation. Yeah. So, I mean, within six or seven months, it was, yeah, it was quick. Yeah. A lot, lot going on, a lot happening. So yeah. I think it's just one of the things I love seeing in, in, in philanthropy is that everyone can play a role, you know, whether it's rallying your business, whether it's, you know, getting to the fundraiser, whether it's making a check, maybe it's a generous matching donation. <laughs> everyone can play a role. Um, and it's clear that there was a, a lot of heart and a lot of desire to, to play whatever role could be played. And I mean, I've got great stories, you know, from retirees from Kernsville. You know, Miss Jennings wanted to send ten dollars. Her son passed away in Vietnam. Wanted to be an electrician, and we didn't put the, in the ad that we did or the um, journal did. They didn't put a mailing address. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Jennings didn't have any way, you know, to get this money to us, and she's on a fixed income, so she ended up mailing ten dollars from my office mm-hmm. you know, to make that contribution. That's awesome. Oh, dude, I mean. And to hear her story and how she reflected, you know, her life event back in the in 69 when right. her young son passed sure. in Vietnam serving this country where Mason was, you know, today in 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what tied that together was that vocational education because he had told his mom, hey, I want to come back and be an electrician. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. So, yeah. Good stuff. Well, and it's not all about, you know, being able to open up a checkbook either. It's like you said, you know, you can contribute in so many ways. So even if you're not even able to give $10 or a dollar, just like going out and sharing a story or posting on social media or, you know, doing something like volunteering um, on a board or a committee or something like that is very helpful. I agree with you, Morgan. I mean, giving takes a lot of forms. Mm -hmm. It's more than always financial giving and you know and you mentioned john golden um donating artwork i mean you can always donate mm-hmm. to you know an auction or or so forth but as it sounds like there were a lot of creative avenues that went into place to make this happen and i remember when it all came down that there was so much uh community support around it and i mean the hunter family you guys had so much um you know, rallying around you. And it really was a beautiful thing to see the community come together that way. So how, is it one scholarship per year? Uh, generally, that's that, that's what's done. There's been some circumstances where just because of the need and everything else, we've been able to uh, get creative. Um, it's really kind of, uh, we sort of look at it anew every year and say, what's what's the best way to use the funds that, that are here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the, uh, one of the things we hear from the business community, I imagine y'all do as well, is that this um, need for vocational education and careers is is nothing but growing. 
you know, it is just, uh, and that's nothing against a good four-year degree in, in in English or philosophy or anything like that. So, you know, that's my background. Mm-hmm. But it, there is so much need out there. Um, and so I think as we look at the scholarship that we can offer, how many, the amount, look at the funding realities that are out there between community college um, opportunities for scholarships and, and other things, we just have to find what's best for the student that comes forward and says, this is the student we want to support. Yeah, it goes back to, uh, I guess, Owen Hopgood, you right. know, your first yeah. one, you know, going to be first ever winner. Yeah. So, I mean, Owen was the first recipient um, and going to Honda to jet to be a, learn to be a mechanic at GTCC. Yeah. Is that that's right? Cor- that's correct. So yep. uh, doing very well now. I think he's got his pilot's license currently. Yep. Yep. So um, we haven't gotten a chance to catch up as much this year because he's been traveling quite a bit. But last year we were, you know, we caught up a lot after he finished up and he got his pilot, pilot license and. Yeah, he was going up and down the eastern seaboard for a company. Um, you know, got a job right pretty much right out of mechanic airplane mechanic school. Right. Um, and like you said, he's got his pilot license. So great story there. And again, I've got a four-year de- degree, I've got a finance degree, you know, so we didn't have that in common, but it was cool to just see the personality fit there and how we could kind of work off of each other and how it was cool for me to be his mentor. Well, going back to you know, Morgan's mentor with the current recipient. Sure. I mean, it's just and that's another fun piece of it really is trying to find a mentor that fits the student within our organization that, you know, has the same morals, ethics and values and, you know, someone that's going to guide this young person, you know, hopefully through life or at least make that connection and friendship. And that's one of the, one of the many things we love about this scholarship is, you know, we have scholarships that come with a mentorship and those that don't, and they're both good, they both have their, their benefits, but that mentorship is just another level of support and, and, you know, adhesion to the program. It's just, a, you can't really say enough about what that, you know, person who's not your mom or dad or your family mm-hmm. member that just sends you the text or the email to check in. I mean, just the accountability and, and the support uh, it goes a long way. It absolutely does. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about our current recipient. Um, her name is Taylor. And Morgan, since you were her mentor, I know she couldn't be with us today. Mm-hmm. But could you um, tell us a little bit about Taylor? Um, yeah. So she seems like a really sweet girl. We have not had a chance to meet in person yet, just with her schedule and, um, you know, being in a new place, new school. Um, but we have just been able to text, um, back and forth some, and, you know, like Greg said, just sending it in text every, I try to text her like every week, every couple of weeks, just to check in and say, Hey, how are things going this week? And, um, it's good to hear from her, whether it's going great or sometimes there are rough weeks, just being away from home for the first time. Um, so just having someone to say, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it is hard. Like I went through the same thing. Cause that's part of it is sometimes kids just don't understand that there's other people that go through that. Um, and then, you know, one of the times I was like, well, maybe talk to some of your friends about how they're feeling about being away at school too. So trying to help her or encourage her to find other people that, um, she can bounce those things off of. And where is she in school at? Eleanor Ryan. Okay. What is, what is her degree? Um, so well, she, what is she, studying? she wants to be in the, um, medical field as like a physician assistant. Okay. It's her ultimate goal. And I understand she, in lieu of being here, she sent you something to, to share yes. with us. Um, okay. So here's what she was able to say. She wasn't able to come, but she sent a little blurb. So, um, She says, this scholarship program has given me the opportunity to continue my education in which I can never be thankful enough for. 
To know the people in the program supports me and my future truly means a lot to me. College is expensive, and this scholarship has not only helped me financially, but it has helped me academically. My ultimate goal is to go on to graduate school to become a physician assistant. With my goal in mind and this is the support system this scholarship has given me, I know I can reach anything I put my mind to. The experience this program has given me has truly been remarkable. Greg has made me feel very welcome into such a spectacular scholarship program. We picked the right one. Yeah, <laughs> it was tough, but I mean, it's um, that is always when you go through the uh, interview process, and the foundation does a great job in in setting up the questions, and um, you know, we meet as a group and do a roundtable with each student coming in, whether it's one that day or four that day. So. I, I mean, looking back over the, the years now, I think we've had seven recipients and there was one year we had a um, three recipients just due to the way the finances worked out economically and um, I'm very impressed. I mean, you go into it thinking that, you know, these are 17, 18 year old, 19 year old kids and, you know, are they going to be poised and scripted? And we've had them come in in suits and then we've had them come in in t-shirts and, you know, from all walks of life. Yep. And you know, I think part of it is the financial need. And I also the thing that really gets me is how these kids really want to help their parents. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest takeaway this year for me at North Davidson um, and a consistent theme, though, is, you know, these kids had the opportunity to freeze their grades. So this group of applicants, you know, they didn't want to freeze their grades because of COVID. They wanted to achieve better. And that was every single one of those kids that was at North Davidson. You know, they wanted to participate. They wanted to do their homework. They wanted to be better. They took that COVID time being at home and made their educational experience um, more relative to them um, and better for them long term. So um, I commend those schools for um, putting that energy and effort out there. So, uh, you know, and it really boils down to the guidance counselors too, Greg, right? Yeah. And making mm -hmm. sure that these kids are aware that the program's available. You know, in, in my time promoting scholarships, you know, you can uh, you can put flyers on the wall and posters and 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 email blast and even text kids. But the the, the biggest way you're going to get a good applicant is when you get a guidance counselor or teacher to go and tap a kid on his shoulder and say, "This sounds like you." Right. Um, that's when you get the good applicants, and that's when you get uh, the follow through and all that. And so. Um, you know, that's one of the things the foundation is able to do is, is try and keep up those relationships with staffs at the school to to know what the, the opportunities are, because, you know, um, kids are thinking of a million things their yeah. senior year of high school, you know, and uh, uh, just letting them know that there's opportunity because I, I think you all hit it earlier. It's a financial help. There's no question. Um, but it's it's that also just a show of confidence and it's mm -hmm. a it's a it's a validation of your hard work and it it, it just boosts these students in in so many different ways um you know as far as just the dollars and cents go too the other thing i've reminded students of is you know even if you've got other scholarship opportunities or you've got some things covered or whatever you know the scholarships they go straight to the school it goes right on their account and that means if they've got th those goofy fees that come up that you don't know are going to happen you can use it for that if um, there's textbooks that aren't covered, you can use it for that. We had a, a recipient last year that he had things covered, but he had to get, um, he was doing a welding degree and to get welding equipment. Um, and so he could use the scholarship dollars for that. So um, just, you know, 
the flexibility of, of that financial support. And then again, I just think you really can't overstate the value of that. Um, this group of people saw five applicants and they, they picked me and they saw something in me and mm -hmm. I'm not going to forget that. But it's hard to walk away because you want to give it to all of them. You do. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's yeah. the big takeaway is you hit the parking lot. It's like, golly, I wish we could give it to every single one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. But when you do give it away, it does include some degree of ceremony. And I don't know this story, but you've alluded to there's a story when you were a tailor. <laughs> I'm very curious about that. Yeah. So in the kind of leading up to it, this was the most competitive pool of applicants that we've seen with this yeah. since the inception of the scholarship. And that's a testament to the foundation for all the great outreach that they're doing. But it was exciting to, to kind of go through that process because it takes you back to when you were in their shoes, which is, you know, all, it's not that long ago, right? But it just, it, time flies by. So, <laughs> and it was cool to see the next generation, um, you know, kind of coming up, you know, to see the ambition that these folks had. But anyway, so it was a busy day. It was awards day at North Davidson. And uh, I do have to give a shout out to that uh, counselor out there because he was the only reason I found my seat, number one. So I was I was late to the ceremony. I text Greg in the parking lot because I was unaware that I was the only representative for not only the foundation, uh, but for the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. I walk into the auditorium late. Everybody's seated. They're already awarding people. And I was like, oh, I thought I was just going to be able to come in the side door and just do this quickly and roll out. Well, he sees me and he flags me down because I'm just walking blindlessly through the crowd. And everybody's kind of starting to look at me like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> so I get there. They've got all these reserved seats for folks. Brad's name's there. My name's there. Greg's name's there. And they, when the time comes, so, or I finally find my seat, the guy next to me, is he and I, he's kind of laughing at me and there's an exit to the right because I only slotted like 20 minutes for this because I got to get back to the office for an appointment. And I was like, hey, if I go out that door, will the alarm sound? <laughs> so he was like, I'm pretty sure it won't sound, but uh, you have to talk to somebody else that actually works here. So I'm like, okay, well, there's my skate plan. I think I'm gonna be okay. Well, they introduced me as Brad Hunter first. Mm, <laughs> nice. And then they kind of look at me and they realize that like, this guy's not Brad Hunter. This is the guy underneath. And then they say, and Mike McGilvery. So I get up there. I said, hey guys, you, you don't get Brad Hunter today. You only get Mike McGilvery. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm talking about my background, about how I was not there long ago, but I was sitting in West Forsyth, you know, and, and as soon as I said that, I was like, ooh, and you could hear the whole crowd go, West for sight. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I'm not doing very well today, Emma. So I was like, don't throw tomatoes at me, but it ended up being good. It ended up being smooth. Taylor came up. She was super excited. Got to shake her hand, got to award her. And uh, the alarm didn't go off when I went out that door. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So did she know she was getting it or was that a surprise announcement? It was a surprise announcement. Yeah. Yeah. And we try and do that. And it's, you know, last year and the year before it was COVID year. So we yeah. didn't have some of these yeah. big things. But if we can make that work where we, the student can find out at their award ceremony, we'd love to see that happen. It's, it's just, again, it's one of those little extra things that's going to impact that student. If we could get all the high schools in in Yadkin and Forsyth County to have their awards days on different days and times, <laughs> we would be very appreciative. Um, um, because you know last year was the first time in you know two years that we've been yeah. able to do all that. So we deployed board members and staff members and everything so that we could do that. Cause it's such a neat part of it. I mean I think mm -hmm. that's the other thing, you know, I, I feel like I'm harping on it, but you know, it's it's more than a check 
you know, um, there are scholarships out there that's no essay, write your name, we'll send you a check, you never mm-hmm. meet anybody. You know, we want the recipients to know there's a community that that is believes in them and that saw something in them. We want them to know Mason's story. We want them to know what the chamber does. You know, we want them to know that their counselor thought of them and handed them that application. And so things like that, like carving time out of your day to be at the award ceremony and, and call her up. It just, uh, it, it adds something to it. Well, I love that. And, you know, and I hadn't thought about that until you said that, that the fact that there's the relational component to this scholarship is is such a reflection. You guys have all heard me say this. I love this chamber because of how relational it is. And so it, that's just a beautiful reflection of what we hold as such a core value um, within our organization. So I know the scholarship is funded, but how do people continue to contribute to the fund? How, how can people continue to give and support the Mason Hunter Scholarship? It, it, it's, uh, uh, we've got a giving set up on our, on our website. And when you make a gift, you can then designate the fund you'd like to go to and you could pick that scholarship. Um, you can do it by, by check and mail as well. So there's obviously, um, support that is, is appreciated and, and available. Um, we'd you know, love to hear that again because it, it's like you said that's it's funded there's opportunity but it's again that show of support for something that you believe in and uh, uh who knows we get to where we're giving out two or three days a year if, uh, that would be great yeah so the website's one component right um our our website here yeah shallowford shallowfordfoundation.org and you'll see a donate link and um you can find the mason hunter scholarship and designate your gift and speaking of the Shower Foundation, they give out multiple scholarships. So it's not just Masons. There's a plethora of their, um, I mean, I, what is it? 15, 16, 16 now, give or yeah, take. Yeah, we're a few more this year. So, uh, <clears throat> and that's everything from high school students to adult students to uh, uh, to things in between. So we, uh, we, uh, we and, and it's all things donors want to see happen too. Yeah. You know, folks not unlike this group here. So. Well, and every scholarship's all different. It's just up to the applicant and which one they want to apply for. And just because you doesn't, you don't receive that particular one, doesn't mean that you can't apply for more than one scholarship. Absolutely, so. we see that every year. Absolutely. Uh, and I've seen you do it too. I mean, you said at the end of the interview process, hey, if this doesn't work, right, you know, there's another opportunity. There's maybe, maybe another opportunity under another scholarship. So I commend you for that. And um, you and Sandy for taking that piece of it. So, but back to Mike's point, you know, you're there on awards day and pre COVID when we, you know, the first couple of years we gave it out, it was yeah. just unbelievable experience to see those thousands of kids, you know, there. And then we would, you know, have a, a minute to uh, award the scholarship and oh, speak yeah. in honor of Mason, but how many texts that Sean and I would get or phone calls afterwards, just, you know, um, uh, sorry, uh, just praising the community and um, our family for uh, working to help these kids. And that's, and that's what it's truly about. It's about the young people. I mean, I just, the only thing I'd like to add to Brad's point there is it's just cool to be in on, to be there on those days. The energy there is just so electric. And then you can, you know, you can just see how bright it and how much it means, you know, when you award that to, yeah. to the winner, you know, so, and there's lots of good happening that day. And this is just, you know. Oh, I mean, there's millions of scholarships. I mean, millions of dollars. I mean, I think it's been calculated mm-hmm. up. I mean, sure. Yeah. What is it? Four or five million given out? Probably. Yeah. Just in, mm-hmm. Just in, on the western side of Forsyth County, yeah. not including the entire county. So, well, and then there's just that priceless value of that kid seeing that, hey, I did something so great that I'm being awarded this, and then that's carried yep. with them throughout the rest of their life, you know, and you know, almost like an accountability, or at least for me, like getting scholarship dollars before going to college, I was like, okay, well, you know, I can't let that money go to waste. Like, I've got, 
I've got to do something great because someone saw that I could do something great before to help me get here. So well said. So when we talk about the, um, the, the scholarship, give us, give us a rundown of how the process works. Where, where are we with the application process? Are you currently taking applications or is there a window? Walk us through that. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we generally open our scholarship application portal in uh, early January. Um, It's scarily enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So we open it all up for all the applications. It's all done online. Um, It's a a system where they'll fill out an application and put in their essays, put in their info, get letters of recommendation, uh, everything that comes with uh, with an application. Um, Usually we keep that open until kind of the uh, March timeframe and then sometime around, usually kind of depending on how spring break falls, um, around after that uh, spring break time, we start doing interviews. Usually how it works is we'll get a lot of applications. We have a review committee for each scholarship that uh, takes a look at them. If it's a large number of applicants, we'll pare it down to finalists for in-person interviews. Um, If it's one of the ones that has fewer, we may interview all of them. It just kind of depends. So then we'll do those in-person interviews, um, get to know the student, uh, make the pick sometime uh, in that April, May frame, time frame. And then... um, we uh, do do the awards day towards the end of the year. Um, we uh, let student know they've got the award. Then we do it all follow up work, get the get the paperwork, get the student ID, and get the check out to them. So uh, the window is all that to say. Usually that January to March timeline, give or take, and um, that'll be here soon. Very good. So we obviously know that applicants play a key part in this, as does you know the the foundation. But the um, you, you talked about the interviewees and the, the review committee. How can somebody be a part of that? They can uh, get in touch with Mike, get in touch with me. Um, we, you know, we usually put together a committee of uh, you know, about three to five people, give or take. Um, three to five or 35? Three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Three to five. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we just want people from the community that are willing to take time to read some applications and get to know some some students. The only hard part is is picking the winner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess this year we had Morgan and Shay and um, Brooke. Brooke, Eagle. Ray. 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 Yeah. 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 We had, yeah, it was, it was a privilege to be a part of this year. Seven or eight of us and the conversation that comes up from it and stems from it after the fact and. I mean, you know, not only is it an eye opener for the the young folks, it's also an eye opener for us adults as well, and and what truly goes on within the system and the school system and with these kids and where their heart lies. And the Shallowford Foundation makes it so easy, like the you know everything is in this portal, and you know Greg explains how to log in and do all the things, so it's like super easy to log in and read through the applications and, you know, there's a note section and, you know, you rate it and give it scores and it kind of helps you keep your thoughts organized as you're looking at these. But the hardest part of the whole thing is actually choosing a winner, but um, they do a great job of explaining how to get there, giving you all the materials and prepping you for the interviews and all that. So it's, it's very easy to get involved, but then it's hard to then only award whatever is available so yeah it's um i love the banter after the fact you know we're talking mm-hmm. about different applicants in their life and their education and their yeah essays yeah. and for sure you know, I, you know you know for the high school student out there i you know i don't you know i don't want us to make this sound complicated it's not mm-hmm. that complicated we've seen good writers we've seen 
could have been a little better, but you sure. know, they put forth an effort and energy to put their time into it. So, mm-hmm. um, and we understand that, you know, and, uh, you know, come in as you are and who you are as an individual and, you know, just put your best foot forward. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. not going to take any effort for you to get it on paper and right. do the application itself, right. but, you know, but it just takes a little bit of time and it's, it's well worth it in the end on many levels. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to hear a message from Eleanor Russell of 360 Health. Are you confused about nutritional supplementation? Should you supplement? Which supplements should you select? Are you concerned about environmental toxins and the health of our planet? Do you know much about the companies you buy products from and their mission? Are you concerned about value when you're spending your hard-earned money? At 360 Health, we listen to our customers' concerns. We offer educational support, superior product recommendations, and a community of like-minded people. Tune in our Health Geeks Book Club podcast, browse our website, and if you decide to join us, you'll receive lots of additional benefits. I'm Eleanor Russell at 360 Health, and I would like to help you make healthy happen in your life. Contact me at 360health4letteru.com. Thank you, Eleanor, for your continued support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So you said your favorite part is the part where the uh, applicant, seeing all the applicant and the banter and everything from the conversation that you had around, and this is a really good segue to close this um, conversation down. What is your favorite part, Greg? You know, I, I think for us, it's seeing seeing that community engagement, meeting the folks that are willing to be on the committee, meeting the students, talking to the the educators and finding that that right pick, you know, just seeing all those different people come together to make it happen, you know, and and I think the you know, second to that is also I love the creativity of the scholarship of well, what does vocational mean? What high school should we look at? You know, how should we think about this? Just just looking at the larger goal and finding the best way to get there, I think is what I enjoy the most. Um, it's going to be tough because the interview committee is definitely one of my favorite pieces of it. And I hope I'm going to be on that committee again this upcoming year. I'd, I'd love to, just so you know. Yeah. Um, it's on the, tape. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. The other thing too, even though I was poking fun of myself, I love the awards day. Yeah. I really do. Um, so, you know, keep me on your doctor for that as well. I'm, I'm happy to, to help present this reward. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm see all this in action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember what happened that day. Something happened. That- I think you had to go to West Awards Day for something. And then obviously you guys, I think, were out at Four Bush or something like that. that. Yeah. Day, yeah. So, um, yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll be a little cleaner next year. Yeah, I'm happy to go award a scholarship too. So if you need an extra person, if that's all on the same day, I would love to be part of that. Um, I think for me, the favorite, my favorite part of just the, well, I'm loving being a a mentor for sure. Just having someone to check in with. um, It kind of like ties me back to my counseling background. I try not to like counsel, but just kind of be a friend, but it's kind of good to kind of play in that a little bit, but also just the interview days with the, um, the the people that want the scholarship applicants Applicants. yes thank you um like the interview day with the applicants where they come in and they're like you can tell they're kind of nervous but excited I I just love seeing that I felt like it's that's probably one of the first like grown-up things that they're doing is having to like go interview in front of these strangers 
Um, and so I think, I think that's my favorite part is seeing how well they do, you know, and just being able to say, Hey, it's okay. Like we get that we're strangers if they're nervous. And, um, but yeah, I think that's a, a favorite part. My favorite part. <laughs> you already shared your favorite, favorite part. part. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, well, I mean, as I reflect though, yeah no let me yeah so you know I guess my final favorite part is you know just you know honoring my son and you know knowing that his legacy will live on you know good kid humor had goals had you know aspirations in life he wanted to do well um and tragedy struck you know, it's, and I tell these young people that I mentored that, you know, whether it's drinking and driving or texting and driving or on our phone and driving or not wearing your seatbelt and driving and, you know, someone handing you something off to college or, you know, and the big thing now is, you know, kids in college getting roofied and open glasses. I mean, you know, you, you've got to you've got to pay attention. you got to pay attention to what's going on in this world. And, and I promise you, as God is my witness, that you only get one chance to do this life and we're all 30 seconds away from death at some point, you know, and how you do it and um, how you handle it is crucial, you know, for your longevity. The other piece of that is community, uh, you know, huge community involvement from the Clemens uh, Community Found, well, yeah, um, Shallowford Foundation to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce from people all over counties and all over the world that contributed to this. It was, it was bigger than me and Shauna and, um the family so it was just crazy the outpouring of love and um, hugs that we give and unfortunately it continues in our community and you know i just want the young people to be smart and make good decisions and um, we've seen a lot of tragedy over the last several years in this community and um the world's crazy i don't think any of us deny that so um you know continue to do well and continue to prosper and stay healthy very wise words. So um, it's an honor to be a part of the Mason Hunter Scholarship. We appreciate you, Brad, for um, letting us help support you and your family as you um, continue the legacy of your son and remember him and allow us all to be a part of it. So it's um, really, truly a privilege. I know I speak for everybody around this table mm -hmm. that, you know, being a part of this is is nothing um is nothing to to take for granted. It, it, you, you said it well, you know, it's it's life is short. So we do appreciate that you allow us to be a part of this. So um, thanks everybody for listening. Today we've been talking about the Mason Hunter Scholarship. Um, if you have a high school student, if you have one who's graduating in the coming year or, you know, even in two years, you know, who's starting to think about scholarships, this is definitely a worthwhile one um, to consider. And we hope that you will visit the Shalaford Foundation website, Shalaford foundation.org. Am I right, Greg? Correct. All right. So shallowfordfoundation.org where you can uh, learn more about um, how to apply, but also how to give and help continue to support the, the scholarship. So on behalf of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce, thanks for listening and we will catch you next time. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. 
everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.